grew overnight. I went to bed with a hot chocolate, a book and a concave chest and woke up the next day with a sharp throbbing pain and two new mounds of tissue digging hard into the wiry mattress beneath me. My boobs had erupted as suddenly as a cartoon beanstalk and with a vengeance. Ironically, just days before it happened, I was lightly bullied in the girls' changing rooms for having tic-tacs for boobs. I can no longer look at those iconic little mints in the same way. Imagine my delight slash terror at having to go into school a few days later with a huge pair of boobs knocking around, cupped in a lovely new M&S bra that my mum had bought me, with people poking at my chest, convinced I'd stuffed rolled-up tights in there. Before long, the entire class was feeling up my chest, prodding me and exclaiming, ''Oh my God, they're actually real!'' and then running off, sniggering. I didn't know what to do with them. This body anxiety forced me to come up with solutions. I quickly learned that if I positioned myself slightly downhill, with the photographer snapping the shot from above, my legs would look thinner. I would use sellotape to pin back the flabby bits underneath my arms, just to test out how they might look if I was skinny. I would tense my thighs so they were momentarily not touching each other by leaning against a wall and pushing the tops of my hips backwards. I'd push my shoulders back so my boobs pointed upwards. I longed to be the sort of person who didn't care what they looked like in a photo, but I just couldn't allow myself to be captured on camera without hiding the bits I hated first. My sister and I would have annual photo shoots when we were abroad on our summer holiday, an opportunity for me to go back home armed with at least some nice photographs to post on Bebo, the first social network I discovered in 2001. The only aim in mind at this point in my teenage life was to boost my cripplingly low self-esteem and get a few nice comments from the locals via the internet. You know, maybe even a boy. Joe would be enthusiastic at first, snapping away and saying, Ooh, I think we got a good one. She was genuinely pleased to be helping me. But then, after a while, she'd slump and ask if she could stop because her arms were getting tired and she was getting bored of my constant requests for readjustments and retakes. I sort of felt sorry for her. She suffered from the guilt factor of always looking good in photos, and as a result, she felt obliged to commit to getting at least one decent picture of me to shut me up. It would be extremely unfair to assume Jo had no body hang-ups, but I know she was confused by my obsession to get good angles. Maybe she couldn't work out if I was a self-obsessed narcissist or an innocent paranoid android. Maybe a bit of both. But what was clear was that I was insecure and young enough to really buy into the idea that a woman had to look a certain way. I wasn't naturally slim. I had braces and boobs that weren't under my chin. Shout out to those women's magazines who promote the idea that your breasts should be able to ignore the laws of gravity. So I was always striving for something else, something better, something glossier. This was before the days when social media had properly erupted into the thing it is now. No apps, only desktop websites to communicate. On Bebo, I had a handful of online friends, aka people from down the road who went on their family computer approximately once a month. I noticed early on I was more into the whole internet thing than most other children my age. 
They really were a take-it-or-leave-it bunch. Any risk of judgement about my aesthetics was therefore relatively small. But knowing that photos were starting to be slapped up online for the first time made me feel like I should keep learning new tricks to mask my true body shape. I can clearly remember the rush I felt when I first edited a photo of myself. I was 12 years old. It was a sunny afternoon in the house I grew up in, in Exeter, and I hunched over the bulky family computer and taught myself for the very first time how to rub out a spot on my face, just like erasing a pencil mark on a piece of paper. It was so easy. I'd been learning how to use Microsoft Paint, how to chisel away at images, cutting pictures out, filling in imperfect gaps. It was incredibly retro, but it worked. Half of the euphoria I felt was due to the fact I had succeeded at stealthily and secretly figuring out how to physically do it with the limited tools available.